0: Exciting news! Yes! It is launch week around these parts. So, our Wayman Limited Unboring Coaching Program is now open for enrollment. If you are a digital creator who's looking to add more predictability, more profit, and more peace into your business, our Wayman Limited Program is here to help you.
1: Through our monthly unboring coaching sessions, we'll remove the overwhelm of growing your business and give you specific marketing tactics to focus on each month so you can grow but at a sustainable pace. Because we're all about Slow growth around here. We take a slow and steady approach to running a calm business so you can reach your business goals without sacrificing your well-being.
0: By the way, also included in Wame Unlimited is a lifetime account to our core software Tea Tree, which is the most customizable and brandable course platform on the market.
1: You also get access to a member favorite group accountability system we call Wayme of Stones. That's Please right. don't sue us, Game of Thrones, <laughs> where we blend fun and action taking together in our weekly Wayme Slack community through doing some accountability, and sharing our goals, getting our tasks done every single week. That's
0: right, if you are interested in joining Wham Unlimited, head to wanderingaimfully.com slash join to learn more and get all the details. And just as a reminder, the doors will be open until March 26th.
1: Hey there, we're Jason and Caroline Zook, a husband and wife team who believes life is just one big experiment.
0: This is the show where we share our journey as we figure out this ever-changing thing called life. We cover topics like running a business, traveling the world, and clawing our way out of debt, all with the hope of inspiring you to live, work, and create with more intention.
1: Life might bring its twists and turns, but when you know who you are and what you want, you're never really lost. Welcome to Wandering Aimfully, the show. Hello, Carolyn.
0: For everyone listening, we are sitting on the couch in my art studio, and we're facing each other, which is a new... I'm sorry.
1: This is not an art studio.
0: (laughs) All right. I'll tell the people at home what it really is. Yeah. But with a story. Okay. When I was having a really rough day, Jason hooked up the Alexa, what's that called? The Echo (laughs) for me in my studio. Alexa, <laughs> shut up! Alexa, no!
1: <laughs> She's not a dog or Alexa, a. Alexa,
0: go away for now. Sorry, I don't
1: know. That. Wow, she doesn't even know how to go away. She's All right, so great start, violent. great start. Okay. Um,
0: as you can tell, he set up the Echo in my studio.
1: Yeah. And she who shall not be named.
0: <laughs> she who shall not be named because we're in the studio, and you can name the device, right? And um.
1: Yeah, because. Amazon Echo is boring. That's a boring name.
0: Right. And so Jason just set it up and then he was going to leave and he said, okay, it's all set up for you. Just one more thing. And then he said, Alexa, what's the name of this device? And out loud she says... Carol's Fart Studio. LOL. <laughs>
1: LOL. LOL, yeah. Um, yeah. So
0: it's Carol's Fart Studio. It's not an art studio. It's a fart studio.
1: You do make great art in here, but it's not... It's a fart studio It's a make, fart studio. Yeah.
0: Yeah, which is even better yeah. than an art studio. And just so you know...
1: Highbrow humor in this house. That's
0: why I married you. Yeah, it's just super... Just for those little moments. Highbrow humor. Highbrow humor.
1: Okay, so some of the changes that are going on around here... Uh, the first thing is that... Not so much we got feedback about the show itself, but for me, I'm the one who does all the production. By the way, I'm Jason. This is my voice, in case anyone didn't know. You wow. Think, in you case anyone?
0: you were having a really hard time yeah, discerning. discerning. Yeah,
1: like, which one is who? Which is who? Um, so we... For the beginning of the show, when it started in September, I think it started. Of yeah. 2018. Basically, what we told ourselves was let's do this for six months. We'll record video. We'll record audio. We'll put it up on YouTube. We'll put it up as a podcast and we'll just see how it goes. It'll be an experiment, wandering aimfully. We will wander aimfully through creating a video slash podcast. Mm-hmm. And I edited the beginning episodes. We brought on Nina, who edited some episodes, which was great. Unfortunately, when your health stuff got you know, started coming up, we couldn't get ahead. And so we couldn't get footage to Nina fast enough to edit and get back. And so I started picking up the editing again and it's just a lot of work. And then for the past couple months, I basically just told myself, let me just edit these shows and have fun with it. I Mm -hmm. just want to just, you know, I don't care how long it takes. I just want to play and have fun. And so the past couple episodes, probably the past 10, 12, something like that, maybe more have like a lot of like interstitial text and graphics. 10 or 12 of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so wow,
0: somebody should pat you on the back
1: for that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's a lot of work. So yeah. it's probably So
0: it is fun, but it's just it's a lot of work.
1: I mean, no joke, 10 to 14 hours per episode. Right. In editing time. And it's just because I go through second by second and I add things and I do stuff. And so what I was doing was just doing that, publishing, not really worrying about how many views it got, but just saying, did I enjoy it, did I like it? And it just got to this place where I was like, okay, the amount of time I'm putting in it's just not worth it and that's actually when we started using nina to edit our episodes was i'm spending too much time editing this that time could go toward other things especially as i was the only one running the ship around here um and you were not feeling well it just pushed had to come to shove and then go and then other things what we decided is doing the show is fun for us we like the conversations we like the topics But the restraints of a timer, the video editing part of it, it just doesn't bring enough value to us. Not sure it brings enough value to people who watch either because it never really grew in viewership on YouTube. And so instead, we're just going to do the podcast version. You have a furrowed brow.
0: Well, just because I think some people listening, like I think your brain is filling in gaps for people.
1: Filling the gaps. Because
0: the way that you just set that up was like we're not – We're not doing the video part. Exactly. So for everyone listening, what Jason was just talking about is he's referring to the video show that was on YouTube. And I know you kind of said that, but that portion of it, and we were doing the timer because we, the video limitation of the editing and such, we had to keep it short because it was just becoming too crazy. But then what happened was you, you were doing all this work to make them fun but then we were never really getting into the meat of a conversation because we were just talking for 25 minutes and then we would publish them on YouTube. And and then we'd publish the audio version on podcast. And, you know, we still, what Jason was trying to say is we still really like having these conversations, but we need to remix the format in order to better serve our needs and serve you guys. And so what that is going to look like from here on out, as we run this next version of the experiment is moving to just audio So that we can do a little bit longer shows. We can get further into conversations without... Because you can edit audio much faster than you can edit the video. And for those of you that did like the video and do like seeing us on camera and everything going on there, we're still going to keep up the YouTube channel. We just are going to... It's going to be separate. And whatever content we put there is going to be a new thing that we... can talk about and that we still haven't figured out yet because I am just now becoming a full human again. Yeah, which, which we'll talk about. Yep,
1: yep, yep. But so, anyways, so just yeah, yeah, if you if you were a watcher of the show on YouTube and you missed it and you see that this is popping up in your podcast app and you're like, oh, that's my reminder to go and watch it on YouTube, and you get there and you don't see it and you're like, oh, is Jason dumb and he forgot to upload? What's he doing? Is he an idiot? I'm not. It's purposeful. So
0: are, but you just it's. I am an idiot. kidding.
1: Um,
0: I would also like to point out. Because no one's gonna be able to see this in video format that you're wearing a shirt right now that is like a light turquoisey teal color that very really brand. brings out the color in your eyes.
1: Oh, and, wow!
0: And what I started to say at the very beginning of this audio recording is we're in the fart studio, right? We're on the couch, right? And normally when we when we uh, recorded these on video, we're sort of facing outward towards the camera. Oh yeah. But because of our microphone setup, we are. St- sitting completely opposite each other looking yeah. deeply into each other's eyes do you think
1: this is going to improve or deprove okay. our sex life improve okay okay yeah that's what I, thought. <laughs> I want so
0: uninterrupted eye
1: contact from six hours s- from go because that's how long these episodes are going to be now six, six hours.
0: hours we're yeah. the new tim ferris
1: right well tim ferris is like four come on bro get on your level six hours just right. keep going exactly Okay, so let's catch people up. This is kind of a full catch-up episode because we haven't recorded in a month. And That's true. Yeah, it's been a month since we mm-hmm. actually recorded and we haven't put up an episode. This will be 3 weeks p- since an episode went mm-hmm. up. So, let's kind of catch people up on where you are health-wise. I think we want to do a full other f- kind of like We do? final episode of anxiety cuz so you just had a great conversation with Matt Diavella and yes. if people want to listen to more about that. But the thing about that that I like that. I listened to it myself is that it was very much Matt kind of going through his own journey and then asking you some questions, but he's going through it. So right. it's not just how you kind of got through it. And as I was listening, I was like, oh, well, Caroline needs to tell Matt more of how she created the schedule for herself and like how her whole day was dedicated to this. And she didn't really well, get I, to get into that also very much. I was
0: very aware that like I was in the like trenches of like just the mud in terms of six months of like very severe anxiety and it's not really fair to like dump all of my coping mechanisms on someone who just has had a couple weeks of like not to take anything away from that it's still a very scary experience but i didn't want to be like you're not at the point yet where
1: you're (laughs) you're that it's that bad Yeah, yeah 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 Uh, okay, so to we'll do a full recap on that at some point you know, maybe we'll give it even like sure. two more months of a break and sure, sure, sure. Uh, we don't have to keep dwelling on it, but anyway, you are feeling like a normal human yes, we went on a trip
0: I had like a really good day yesterday. you had a really we good day yesterday trip.
1: you've been uh more like happy in the mornings. you've been more happy throughout all the day
0: yeah, like I and also there's more space in my days for things like thoughts like what am i gonna do today and what do i want to do next and it's not just anxiety channel 24 7 which is what it's been for the past six months what a
1: shitty channel to it watch
0: like, such a shitty channel yeah i couldn't change it yeah. um so that's a really really big deal and i would say just in the past week it has really even accelerated more to where i feel more like a normal person and you've been
1: working on stuff
0: I can work for a couple hours at a time, which is amazing. Um, If anything, like at this point, I feel mostly normal. I still feel I have like low levels of anxiety and it's still something that I have to cope with um, in terms of like, you know, feeling chest tightness and just kind of feeling a little bit lightheaded. But these are all things that I feel like I felt before, Um, but all of the severity of it has really diminished. Yeah. Do you still feel
1: dizzy every day?
0: It's hard to define it. Not the way... I definitely don't feel the floaty, like, rocking boat feeling as much. I do sometimes, like, when we watched TV last night, I was feeling a little bit of that, but not to the the point... For everyone listening, I had this weird symptom, like, at the tail end of things. Because I always had lightheadedness and dizziness throughout this whole experience, but it transformed into this weird sensation. I don't think it was vertigo because people describe that as, like, the room spinning. It was more like the the ground beneath my feet wasn't What if firm? we were just having a
1: lot of earthquakes, and you were just yeah. really in tune with them?
0: And um, it was really bad. Like, I would even, like, especially at night, I would lay down, and it would just feel like I was rocking. Like, if anyone has been on, a, like, a cruise or something, and the day after you kind of feel like your body's still in motion.
1: Have you been on a cruise?
0: No, but I get it. I get it sometimes, <laughs> like, on the boat, like, no, whale I watching know. thing. Yeah. Or, like, sometimes I get it from... I just
1: thought it was funny that you went to that because you've never been on a cruise. I know. I yeah. assume that's what people feel. Yeah.
0: Um, And to the point where I would have to, like, Jason would be freaked out because he would see me rocking.
1: Like, yeah, a- it, was, it, it was a little bit weird for me because I would look over at you... And you would you know, you like you kinda of picture a horror movie where like the, the person's the person just back rocking and back and forth and there's nothing going on, you're like, What are you doing? Why are you doing that?
0: Yeah, the only way that I could kind of stabilize my equilibrium was to like also be in motion. Because it's very distressing for your brain if you see that your body is still but you feel like you're in motion. And I figured out somewhere along the way that if I was in motion, it wasn't as distressing to feel like, Oh, well my body my body's in motion and my brain thinks i'm in motion and that was was somehow more comfortable for me but i recognized that it was very weird and very strange yeah. but i noticed recently that when i'm like watching tv or working not doing in here i'm not rocking as much which is
1: well good. it's funny in the fart studio lol the chair that you have has like a it doesn't make any noise when you normally sit in it. But when you started doing the rocking, it's got a squeak. It's got a creak. It's got so, a little so so squeak to it. it's super horrible So I would just, I, you know, like I'd be listening to something in my headphones and a song would stop or a video would be done. And I just hear like, eep, eep, eep. <laughs> And it's like, she's coming to get it's me. so creepy. She's coming. It's just, and
0: for what it's worth, your bike makes that sound in the morning. I know. So it bums me
1: out. Or I, even. I should have returned it when I had the opportunity to. I don't know why. It just does it like for five minutes and then it's fine. That's weird. I know.
0: Anyway, so um, that feeling is is going. I still had it a little bit when we were in Palm Springs last weekend. Yep. but we, like yesterday, it was really good.
1: That's our first trip of the year. So normally, we're I mean, we're not like travel nomads every single month going different places, but typically we do four to six trips a year. And mm-hmm. the past couple of years, we've done that. And this year, it's all the way into June, and we hadn't gone. Anywhere,
0: you were getting stir crazy, and
1: I'm getting stir crazy. But also, just you know, you're getting stir crazy too. Yeah,
0: and truthfully, I mean, there's a lot of lessons I've learned, which I'm sure we'll cover maybe if we do a separate anxiety episode. But one of them is just like, you know, yeah, I don't want to live a life where my fear of of feeling uncomfortable and my fear of my anxiety prevents me from having experiences and living life and getting outside and you know doing stuff, and it was really inhibiting me the first part of this year I mean granted I feel like I was in a place where it was so severe that it wouldn't have been smart to travel right um so I had to feel out that but now I'm sort of in the middle ground where I'm like oh I can maybe travel but should I and
1: and, well and I think a good little test of that was driving to Palm Springs so it's like two and a half hour drive from us here in San Diego and drive was pretty smooth Mm -hmm. there you know not a lot of just not a lot of stress mm-hmm. in that drive, which is no, good. I did pretty good in We life. couldn't even get on the highway three months ago. I mean, that was super Absolutely. stressful, So, which is fine. We always took the coast, and it's a nice drive. So that's, yeah. we we're very, it's actually very fortunate. We talked about that a couple of times of like, imagine taking the back roads where it was like crappy back roads. Yeah. And like, you have to drive 30 extra minutes, and it just sucks. At yeah. least this was fun. But yeah, we went to Palm Springs. We hung out with Thomas and Amy, who are actually living the travel nomad life, which they is kind are. of fun. Uh, do- yeah, I don't know
0: how long. I think like three months, but they're basically yeah. taking out the whole summer. This is my stepbrother and his wife and their two kids, and they have like a little mini camper, yep. micro mini.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. Pulled by a like a SUV. Suburban. And, yeah.
0: And they're just going across
1: the yeah. country. Yeah, we met him in Palm Springs. We rented a little Airbnb. You found a cool place that had a pool. We've been joking for your, oh the past couple of years we live in California. We had a pool in the first place we lived in 2015 and then have not had a pool since. And we would always, like we'd go work out. We'd go for a long sweaty walk in the summer. Be like, oh, when you get home, do you want to go in the pool? Yeah, let's hop in the and pool. And we on. just yeah. did never have a pool.
0: <laughs> we would just say that. <laughs> kind of just like, we just like never mean, acknowledged that mean, it was a joke. It was a mean
1: thing to do to ourselves. Yeah, but it was funny. But we had this pool oh, all weekend long and I, it was so great. It was also 133 degrees in Palm Springs. I love pools. It was so hot. Yeah, it was fun.
0: Like, it was great. I, that brings brought a lot of joy to my life. And I also, it was really a good little test because what I realized was that having a distraction, and, and this was something that I picked up along the way too, is like, as when you have anxiety, you don't want to put yourself in social situations or do anything because you're afraid because you're like, what if I feel weird? What if, you know, I'll, what if I pass it? Like all these weird things that you fear. But the truth is the moment that you start doing things that puts the focus on other people and not within your own mind, it's actually such a relief because when the girls were there and when we were hanging out.
1: The nieces. The
0: nieces. The nieces. I would be playing with them or I'd be talking with Amy and Thomas or whatever and hours would go by and then, you know, I'd go change out my bathing suit or something and I'd be like, oh wow, like I haven't been inside my own head for the past three hours and what a relief that
1: is. Yeah. And it's it's difficult because... As much as we wanted to do that a couple of months ago, I just don't even think you could have gotten to something to do that without it being right. super stressful. But now we tested the waters of this, which I love that we feel like th- this is great. So we, we booked another trip in September, mm-hmm. which gives plenty of room for time. And we're not going that far. We're going to Cabo, which is just two hours from us plane ride. Um, and then you might do a trip here in the next couple of weeks uh, for another plane ride mm-hmm. to see how that goes. So easing you back into life, you know?
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of this has to do with, I didn't just suddenly wake up one day and start to feel better. Right. We sought out, and this is one thing that I didn't get a chance to talk with to Matt on the podcast, but he cut
1: you off. He was so rude. <laughs> no, yeah.
0: Just cause we were going too long.
1: Everyone should unsubscribe from Matt's pocket. No, I'm kidding.
0: But, um, you know, for months and months we searched for some sort of like solution because, I've had anxiety probably my whole life. I've struggled with it for years, but never this bad and never these physical symptoms. And I kept telling you like, something just doesn't feel right. Like it I, it just doesn't make sense to me that just stress would be causing my body to freak out in this way. And I'm a huge believer that there's there's so many different sources of anxiety and causes of it. And I think of them in buckets of like mind, body, and spirit, like, yes, it can be stress at work, but yes, it could also be a chemical imbalance and yes, you know, in your body. And then yes, it could also be some type of emotional trauma that you haven't resolved that is keep, you know, being triggered. Like it's all the things. And so when you're going through something like this, you want to find the one reason behind it. But the truth is it's all of the, the things probably. However, for me, I was like something in my body just doesn't feel right. And we kind of tried to figure that out with the neurofeedback thing. Like, is it something that my brain is doing, like a loop that it's caught on that it can't kind of get out of it? Um, and then when that wasn't working, um, as much as we wanted it to, that doctor recommended a specific doctor who specializes in nutrient therapy for mental health, meaning nutritional deficiencies and chemical balances in your body. We did a bunch of blood tests. We found out I have a couple of issues that were leading to nutrient imbalances in my body. And, um.
1: Now what type of issues were these?
0: (laughs) Jason likes to point out that the doctor, the terminology that she kept referring to was genetic weaknesses.
1: Ooh. And, um.
0: I didn't. We just found it really funny because she kept being like, like it was straight up out of a comedy where yeah, she'd be like, she, "Um, so this particular genetic weakness." Yeah. Jason'd be like, I'm sorry, what? The <laughs> genetic weakness? Yeah. Um, just like faithfully- classic,
1: classic, like doctor, like. Just doesn't even doesn't hear even, that as a thing that can affect you. She's just like, uh, "Yeah, you just you have a lot of weaknesses, weaknesses in this area." Yeah. Like, "Oh, cool." Thankfully, thanks.
0: I worked through all of my weakness issues last year with like shingles and stuff, so yeah. I've come through that. So that that word isn't quite as triggering as it used to be. But um, she gave me on this this vitamin protocol, and I have to be honest, I was I was at such a place with my anxiety. Where I was even like afraid to take the vitamins. That's how.
1: And these are, we should be clear about these. These are vitamins. So it's, it's like it's not even medication. B six, D.
0: Well, we're not going to list them because I don't. I don't want people to go. No, off no. And, I'm just saying yeah, like yeah, yeah those are, are the types of vitamins. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not like a medication. Flintstones,
1: uh, push pops,
0: <laughs> gummy chews.
1: One serving of Apple Jacks every morning. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But vitamins. I, I was so afraid. Yeah. Because of wherever my brain was at the time. Um. Everything felt unsafe. Everything felt like it could hurt me. And so I was so reluctant um, and I wanted to do more research and did all this stuff. And finally, I just was like, well, I have to, I can't live like this anymore. Like I, I was totally a shell of a person and so miserable. And so I was like, I have to trust somebody. Yeah. So I started taking them and um, at first I couldn't really tell the difference. But when I, when I started introducing more of them, I did it slowly so that I could make sure that if I was having a reaction to anything like I would know but after like the second week I remember waking up one day and feeling such a drastic difference
1: and that's what she said too when we talked to her we we're like how long should this take and she's like well you should definitely notice a difference in two weeks it's not going to be 100% right. but you should see some type of improvement and yeah. she was right it was about two weeks and
0: it was it, that's what to me turned on the light bulb and was like, okay, this isn't just an emotional issue. This isn't just a stress issue. This is some type of chemical imbalance that's not allowing the right neurotransmitters or whatever's happening to be in the right balance. Um, And, and, you know, I wish I could describe that. That's one of the most frustrating things of this whole experience is I'm having all these symptoms and, and sensations and experiences that are completely inside my own brain and body and so like i can't explain that to other people all i know is that that for five months to wake up and not feel any change if anything to feel in some ways like you're getting worse and then to one day wake up and feel like you have a glimpse of yourself again was the most relieving feeling um and now i've been on them i've been on the vitamins for two months almost no 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 um i started taking them may 11th
1: Oh, okay. So... month and a week. A
0: month, yeah, and a week. And, yeah, every day it just gets a little bit better, and some of the symptoms go away. And I feel like I can regulate myself in a way that I could not a month ago. I felt totally out of control. And so that's not everyone's story. You know, like, if you're dealing with anxiety, like, it could be an emotional thing. Because certainly back in 2014 when I had all these issues, you know, we were eating a different diet, and we had different things and I feel like
1: I we're was, on that diet coke diet. Yeah.
0: I feel like I it was a different issue, but um if you're somebody who is listening and you're like it's been months and months and I feel like I'm not myself, it's something to just consider. Yeah. is trying to seek that out because it's really powerful and you know these our bodies are so complex and they're doing all of these different things and if you're not feeding it the right things for your genetics and for your specific biochemistry and biotype no genetic weaknesses that you have yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. then you could be doing yourself a disservice so anyway um i'm very grateful to have found that doctor um i hope that it just continues to get better i'm not 100 yet but i feel like
1: yeah, I mean, I've noticed just a drastic difference in your overall happiness. I mean, you don't have to do all of the things that help you cope with every hour mm-hmm. of every day. Um, you know, there was a time when you were meditating two or three times a day just because it was like you were just... The there. only relief I could yeah. get. Um, yeah, yeah and,
0: and, and, you know, there's still this part of me that holds on to this fear of like, what if I go back? Like, what if I slip backwards? But I'm really challenging myself to not... To just, like, let go of those anxieties and to embrace the positive change that I'm seeing and to let my brain extrapolate that positive change to a future that could be even better than I had before. Like, you know, um, who knows? Like, maybe I could, w- through all of this vitamin therapy and stuff, get to a place where I never even experienced this before.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say develop a superpower. I think I could. I th- with the right vitamin Why? protocol. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right vitamins, you too.
1: With enough so vitamin anyway. B6. Um, that's, that's
0: a little side on.
1: Yeah, well, and like I said, I think as you get further along and as you start to feel a lot better and you can kind of go back and kind of recap all of the things, we can do a full episode on the steps that you took and the things that worked and the things that didn't and, you know, just share all that stuff and and even some more changes that we're making which we can get into in another episode and talk about and no
0: we can i think it's important that we talk we can touch on it sure because just because we talked about this as well so one of the genetic weaknesses uh, (laughs) that i have noise is a gene mutation that um has to do with a process in your body called methylation and i had never heard of this before but now that i've done some research like if you're in any of the sort of biohacking communities you've probably heard of it but um methylation is a process that deals with a lot of things in a lot of different systems one of which being um your ability to make serotonin um and but anyway yeah it, it has to do with a lot of things like your immune system and you know fending off disease and liver talk uh liver your body's ability for your liver to detoxify and things like that but anyway if you are born with this specific mutation you don't have enough methyl groups, this specific little molecule to donate in those chemical reactions. And so um, that is the case with me. And you can this you can see it on a blood test and then you can do like a genetic test to confirm, but they mostly test for it in um, a specific type of blood test. And so that was very visible on my blood test. And one of the, unfortunately, one of the, things that you can do to exacerbate this issue is to be on a very high folate diet which being on a plant-based diet um
1: actually a lot of folate knows greens a lot
0: of vegetables a lot of greens a lot of things that are high in folate so it's one of the worst diets you can be on for that specific um and again we're not experts i've only done my research and i've i've um worked with this doctor and I'm working with a health coach as well. And so it was really hard for us to have to be confronted with this choice of, oh, well, should we not be plant-based anymore?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I I think, you know, kind of as this came up, I mean, the, it's a difficult thing to think about because we've been plant-based eaters for two and a half years and we started doing it based on moral ethical, not necessarily just like, oh, we don't like eating meat. Like, I mean, to be completely honest, we really enjoyed eating meat, but there's just a lot of things that just make it very difficult to stomach, pun intended. But then you told me that this health coach you found, I mean, it's eerily similar to what you felt. It was like crippling anxiety, you know, all these different Depression. things, all the symptoms that you had and even worse. And she was on a plant-based diet. She had been vegan, she, all these things. And then she started reintroducing meat into her diet and felt drastically better. And then found out it was the undermethylation and all of this stuff. And, and so for me, when you told me that, as much as I thought to myself, wow, this is a bummer, I also thought, well, if this is what your body needs, then this is what your body needs. Like human evolution is so interesting, and it's, I think it brings about so many conversations of, you know, it's impossible to know, but did we make the biggest one of the biggest shifts as you know, a human species and a Neanderthal and whatever? When we started cooking meat, like a lot of people say that's like when we started cooking meat, our brains evolved and it gave more nutrients and different types and blah, blah, blah. And that's like a big shift. And and so it's hard to discount that.
0: Yeah, I mean, eating knows, right? Is right?
1: So, but I think what's really interesting in, in this journey for us is having to deal with this shift back to eating meat because it's almost like a health hazard for you not to. Right. And we've seen now you know, I think we've been reintroducing some meat back into our diet for two weeks or three weeks. And when you started eating the meat, not only with the vitamins, you started feeling way better.
0: Way better. And um, I was never one of those people who, like some people describe, you know, not eating meat and they crave it. I was never one of those people who, like, my body was, like, craving it.
1: All I craved was brisket. I've told you this <laughs> literally since the day that we stopped eating meat, cold turkey, pun intended, was I just miss brisket.
0: Yeah. But... Um, you know, once, once I saw the drastic difference that some of the vitamins started making, I had to also consider, okay, if I believe that there's a connection between my nutrients, between nutrients and how I'm feeling and what my, my brain's ability to regulate my system, then it stands to reason that I also have to consider what I'm putting into my body and eating. And the other genetic weakness that I have besides under methylation is a condition called pyrrole disorder, which is also referred to as like urea. I think. There's a bunch of different terms for it, which I had also never heard of, but it basically just means that your body makes an excess of these things called pyroles during some of these processes, it's like a byproduct. And as your body rids itself of those pyroles, the pyroles like magnets take with it B6 and zinc. So you're at risk of depleting your body of B6 and zinc. Now, two things that are already like not low in in a plant-based diet, but two great sources of B6 and zinc are meat, meat products. And so if my body's already, if I'm not putting those things into my body normally, and then I also have a condition that is ridding those nutrients um, in an excessive level, then it's no wonder. And so I started thinking back like, you know, I have to be honest, my anxiety the past two years has really drastically increased. Not to mention getting shingles at the end of last year, which is definitely an indication that my immune system was lowered. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's the only reason that that virus flares back up is because of your immune system. It's why typically older people get it. And we just kind of wrote that off as, oh, wandering aimfully stress. Like we were building wandering aimfully and that was really stressful. But there have been other times in my life when, we're, when we had tremendous work stress, and I didn't come down with a disease of a person with a low immune system. Yeah, and so I just sort of had to start going. Interesting. You well, know?
1: yeah, and I think a big part of this, and this is, I mean, that's the entire ethos of wandering aimfully in general, is just you yeah. got to try things, and you, you got to stumble
0: through it. And I think the biggest thing about diet that people get wrong is that. Is that there's a one size fit all, fits yeah. all thing? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody is different. Everybody's genes are different. Everybody has different ways that it is going to process the things that you put into it, and so, um, and I think also another big mistake people make is they they decide that what they're putting into their body is is good for whatever reasons those are, and then they double down on that belief system and they
1: just as we did.
0: Yes. And they assume that that is the best thing for everybody. And not that we like judge other people for eating meat, but certainly your brain does this thing where it goes, well, of course, I think this is the best way to eat. And so, you know, switch. Switching that and having to kind of dismantle that belief system to a degree is really hard. But then also, I'm only bringing that up because in no way, shape, or form is this conversation us saying, oh, well, now, guys, we figured it out. Plant-based eating is not the way to go. No, No, that's not it at all.
1: I think if anything that we figured out is if you're not feeling right on whatever diet you are eating...
0: Try something different.
1: Try something different or... Go to a health coach, right. get some blood work done, and see what's going on underneath the surface.
0: I really wish that we had done blood work before we even made that choice. Like, yeah. And to anyone who's considering going plant-based, I totally support your decision. I wish that that was a lifestyle that we could maintain for health. But definitely go get all of your blood levels done before you do that so that you have some type of baseline to compare it to.
1: Yeah. And I think even for people who maybe have always eaten meat and they've been thinking about, oh, maybe I'll just go to like vegetarian or or whatever, you know, that might be something where, again, get the blood work done to know hey, are you already like on a low level of these types of vitamins? Like you you might really put yourself into a bad position if you don't do this. And so a lot of it is just how do you feel, you know, what's changing. But I think the interesting thing for us is, you know, especially for me being plant-based for as long as we were, I never really noticed a difference. If anything, I felt better and I felt like I had more energy and I never felt tired after meals and all that stuff. And you probably felt a lot of the same things, but – you were robbing your body of nutrients, and maybe I was too. We haven't done blood work for me. So the only reason why we haven't is just because we've done so much stuff with you. It's like we just don't need to spend any more, worry about any more stuff right now.
0: Yeah. Well, one thing that I like that this new health coach that I'm working with says in a lot of her literature is what's good for the body isn't necessarily good for the brain. And so that has been my experience. So my body felt great on a plant-based diet, but my brains clearly started –
1: Breaking down, down in a way, yeah. like
0: like whatever chemicals are there in place to regulate my, um, you know, fight or flight response, like all of that anxiety was not where it needed to be in order to tell my brain, hey, like
1: yeah. this
0: vitamin's not going to kill you, or hey, this, you know, everyday occurrence is a threat on your life, which is basically how I feel like I've lived for the past six months. Yeah. Um. So that's an interesting shift. We, I, the reason I wanted to talk about it is because we always share with you guys. I mean, that's the whole kind of point behind the idea of wandering aimfully is that we continue to explore these things with the intention in mind of just wanting to live a really good life that lives according to our values. And as those things evolve, we're always going to share those things with you guys. So.
1: And how amazing would it be if someone's listening to this and they're like, I have had anxiety or I haven't felt right. You go and get blood work done. You realize you have under methylation or pyro or whatever, and you change your diet and you feel better. Like I would feel so great if someone did that and and i just think that that's something that i'm very grateful that we stumbled into that mm-hmm. through just trying more things doing more stuff and you know and just kind of not being willing to just go well this is what it is and i'm going to have to get on medicine or you know or some type of pharmaceutical drug not that there's anything wrong with that if that's a decision you make but for us and where we were it was like that's hopefully the last resort for us let's keep trying different things right. and see until we get to a place where we go okay We felt like we've tried enough. You were still miserable X amount of months later. Like we got to do something else. Well, that's
0: the irony in all of this is had I gone that route, this whole under methylation thing, like I said, it's not just with your neurotransmitter regulation. It's a lot of systems in your body that can lead to things breaking down, down the road. If you don't have the proper like support, um, for that condition. And so, you know, who knows if I had started taking, a pharmaceutical to just treat the anxiety and never knowing that I had this underlying issue that wasn't being treated. And, you know, it can lead to all sorts of things like fertility issues and...
1: Well, they tell us on every commercial, diarrhea, vomiting, <laughs> uh, don't take this drug if you're taking this my drug already. My favorite that I just
0: heard, yeah, my favorite yeah. that I just heard was, um, what was it? like? Makeup one. Uh,
1: L- Permalax.
0: Permalax. Um, do not take Permalax if you are allergic to Permalax. Right,
1: yeah, love that. That's my favorite. I was like, yeah.
0: cool, guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and the the Ellen bit on her stand-up on Netflix was so great. Like, ask your doctor about Permalax. Hey, doc, should I take Permalax? <laughs> like, yeah. You just you just walk into a doctor's yeah. office and ask about a drug that you want to take? Okay. Uh, so anyway, that's that. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the long and short of it. Uh, I do want to just touch on, so um, it's not like we're going to the grocery store and we're just buying up a bunch of meat in bulk and we're just kind of going to restaurants and diving back into it. One of the things that we've talked about is just being extremely discerning with this stuff so um, I left you in the chicken section of the grocery store while I went and got fruits and vegetables and all the normal things that we get and our snacks are really hardcore snacks that we get cauliflower crackers Shout out cauliflower crackers <laughs> and you you came back you met me in the other side of the grocery store with a package of chicken in your hand and you're like all right did a lot of research, this is the best one, their website looked good, I got to see some of the farm, like I could do some, so like, I think this is the best. And a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people just go, all right, I have to, and I think that that's one thing for us where, even at a restaurant, so last night we went to dinner with our friends Caleb and Jen, and this restaurant, the food looked amazing, the menu looked great, and we're like, ooh, you know, do we wanna try something? And I asked them, I was like, can you let us know where you get your meat from? Because of course they don't just like, put that on the menu, why would any business do that? And, she, and I was like, you know, if you guys get it from Cisco or whatever, that's like the main big delivery company for factory farmed meat. And she came back and she was like, yeah, most of our meat's from Cisco. We do get like our 64-ounce steak from this like local farm. And I was like, okay, well, that's a little bit weird. Um, and so, you know, we just go, well, we're not going to eat meat at this restaurant. Like it's definitely not going to be something that we do. And the part of it for me that is really difficult in the mental battle that I'm having is – Why I decided to not eat meat in the first place was I really love animals. I care about the environment. I I care about the the thing. And you can argue all those points in however direction you want. But at the end of the day for me, it's the treatment of the animals and the lives that they have and those things. And and that we can do better because we are more evolved humans and we don't have to go out and hunt them to survive. So if I can make a choice where if I'm in the grocery store and like we looked for our first steak that we were going to buy – and there were, I think, only two options. And it was like the main grocery store thing where you can't find any info. And then this other one that was a New Zealand farm, you see pictures of the farm, you see the farmers, you see their story. And that's the best choice that we can make. I'm going to make that choice and be okay with it and go, okay. And I'm not buying much. We're just like a little bit here and there and just trying to just kind of fit it back in. And it's difficult. It is not an easy transition to make by any means, especially for me in the way that I think about it. But do I want us to... especially you, do I want you to feel good and do I want to support you in that and not, I don't want to be at a place where like I'm still eating plant-based and then you're eating some, you know, animal proteins and then maybe I have any type of like resentment or things like even if it's making you feel better, like I could see that kind of Uh push and pull in the way that we eat not being healthy for us. So we're both just... Going slowly.
0: Figuring it out.
1: Trying to figure it out, wandering place through this journey. It's crazy how much
0: food uh, has so many psychological ramifications, though, and food decisions yeah. and all of that. Um, yeah. But we're just navigating that as we go. And I mean, I'm grateful that when we did decide to go plant based, like we didn't wrap up our entire identity in like being vegan, that vegan business owner. Yeah. Because when you do that, you do run the risk of. Boxing yourself into a corner where you are then just seen as one thing, and that if you do evolve because you change or you learn something, genetic
1: or, weakness shows up,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that you, you know, are your options are limited, and, and then people really, and, yeah, I mean, and this might make some people mad, I don't know, but all I can hope is just that we,
1: yeah, I mean, if it makes you mad that we have to make a health choice to make you feel better, and in that choice is eating meat then you can go away forever. Like I just like, you know, and I do understand why some people get upset about it, but I think if the person on the other end is making a decision for their health and for their well-being, you have no right to be upset. That's the thing
0: that I don't understand is like some of these, you know, I mean, I don't even get into the vegan YouTube culture because it's toxic, but like people who have have wrapped their identity up in being vegan and then they, they go back to eating meat and you see their comments and it's like, you're killing animals, you should die. Yeah. And it's like, wait a second. Yeah, yeah,
1: so my life is worth less than the animals I have to eat so that I can feel normal. Just, okay, interesting psychology it's there. sort
0: of a bigger commentary on... Everybody just is doing the best they can. Yeah, and it's,
1: and everyone's different. And I think we are, we talk about this all the time. Like we're so far from knowing what our actual health and internal health is. Like we don't know anything. And we wear these, sometimes you wear these little stupid wearable devices that talk about steps you've done and calories you've burned. And it's such a piece of garbage because it tells you nothing about the internal health. And that's what it should be doing. And it should be telling you, hey, your serotonin level's low. Like, you should do this. Or, hey, you're having some kidney stuff. Like, you should make this decision. Or, you know, any of those things. Like, we're so far from that as a human species. And yet we're so quick to judge when someone makes a decision. It's like, that could be so important for that person who has such a drastic genetic weakness. Like, they have no superpowers (laughs) at all. They don't have anything. Well,
0: I think the really important thing, too, is like... Health And your physical health and your mental health are so integral to being able to live not just even like a vibrant life, not even a thriving life, just surviving. And I can't even tell you, I've never experienced the depth of depression that I experienced through this experience. And to tell somebody who is now trying to make a decision to, to not have that in their life and to feel like they can survive in this world... And then to judge them for it is just, it blows my mind. And so this whole experience gives me so much more compassion for other people who are just trying to do the best they can and make the best health decisions that they can for themselves. Um, So are
1: you going to stop leaving those negative comments or are you going to keep leaving them, but just feel like a little bit. I do have a troll
0: account just to like go. Right. A little burner, like a little burner YouTube account. I might just log in once a week.
1: Yeah. Uh, All right. So I think that's a pretty good catch up on the health thing, especially because we do want to dive more into that. I think it would be fun to kind of talk a little bit about wandering aimfully work side of things, business side of things okay. because uh, there are a couple different things that we're working on, a couple different ideas that we have, and it's really the first time that we can talk about that I think without it out, without it stressing you out completely absolutely. Do you need a drink? you're right. looking around frantically for fluid <laughs> you just Love like. It.
0: Yeah. Normally, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, By the way, just for everyone to know, uh, if you've watched uh, videos on our YouTube channel and we had some unedited meetings that we did when we first launched it, Plaxico would lay in the middle of those unedited meetings and he would snore into the microphone. We're not getting any snoring today, but he is in the middle. The microphone is pointed right at him. So we might get some deep breaths. We might get maybe like a little.
0: He's managed to uh,
1: wedge himself. Wedge himself between
0: two pillows because, as you know, comfort is his superpower.
1: Yeah, don't don't get him all riled up here. Yeah,
0: he knows we're talking about him. Anyway, so wandering
1: aimfully. Yeah, so I think one of the things that we have talked about for a while, and we actually had this idea in the beginning of Wandering Aimfully, was we really want to be the people who are kind of doing a lot of the grunt work for you in some things and then kind of coming out of it and going okay do you need to do x and if you do here are the most important parts like human guinea pigs like human guinea pigs business human guinea pigs business guinea pigs business pigs piggy Gu- guinea gi- businesses Biz- busy
0: gi- busy gigs
1: piggy guinea piggies. uh that's us <laughs> Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Piggy Guinea we'll, Piggies. We'll
0: workshop it. We'll workshop.
1: it. We're gonna get that name. We have a branding course we can go through for that and figure it out. Penny Giggy Wiggy. <laughs> Piggy Giggy Wiggy. It changes
0: every time.
1: <laughs> every single time. And we have giggy, to make a new. Pigs. We have to make a new logo every time.
0: Guinea <laughs> <Gimme>, Wiggy Piggies.
1: <laughs> giggy Penny Wiggies. Pizzy.
0: <laughs> Pizzy Wiggy Gig.
1: Yeah, it got weird. Anyway, okay, so. One of the things I want to talk about was we have wanted to do these monthly-ish workshop challenges things where we've done something and we teach you how to do it or we teach you what we've learned from it or, or any of those things. And so, like, one that comes to mind is you kind of went on this mission to figure out how to do the Instagram story grid thing.
0: Yeah, like the best Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and like how to design a story grid in Adobe XD and how to keep it going so that no matter what photo you post, like it still kind of stays together. And so if you actually go to the Wandering Aim Instagram, if you've never seen our Instagram account, and you scroll down just a little bit, you'll see this in action. And it's so beautiful. It's such a cool way to do things. I want
0: to mention I'm not the first person. No, because, no, no. Yeah, 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 not at
1: all. Uh, but I think like that's an example of one of those things where you figured out how to do it. You kind of I looked into it. I figured out my own yeah.
0: Yeah. Like I don't the process that I developed. I haven't seen anyone else, so I'm not just regurgitating like yeah. a blog post that someone else created. Um, I want to say that. Aside. Yeah.
1: So that that's a big part of it too. Is like we see someone doing something, or we figure something else out, and then we develop our own process for it, and then we kind of teach that thing. Right. And so I think that's something that we're really excited about moving forward, specifically for our wandering aimfully members. But then potentially also just for in general. So just like putting that thing out there as like a workshop anyone can attend. And then, you know, you get access to it forever as part of the membership. Um, So kind of playing around with something with that. Uh Uh, I think with the YouTube channel, we're going to change obviously from the longer show format being our main videos to shorter videos. Probably a similar style to our pretend people problems if you ever watched any of those. Um, maybe change that up a little bit just because it took you a lot of hours to do the graphics. Even though I love the graphics. And they're fun, but it's the same thing of, I loved editing the episode. Totally, like and one it's a
0: time. Yeah. You have to, yeah.
1: Like we can't, it's just not realistic for us to continue to spend 10 to 20 hours on one video that gets 300 views. Totally. And I think that that's a big thing that people have to, Understand, you don't make that decision in the first month. Right. So we've been doing this for almost coming up on a year now. Yeah. And we've tried different style of videos, different things, and we just are going to keep trying different stuff. But what we're not going to do is keep repeating the amount of time that we spend on something to get a small result for that thing. And it's not that I want to make a decision specifically for YouTube to get lots of views. It's that I want to see some type of incremental growth. Sure. So we've seen a little bit of growth with our subscriber base, which is great, but... It's just, you know, the videos have always stayed around like 300 views. I would love to get to like 1,000 views on a video. Definitely. And that to me is, okay, cool. Like we figured out something that we like and if we can enjoy that and it doesn't take forever to do it. So that's one of the things. Uh, The other thing is kind of getting back into the groove of some written content stuff. Sure. Um, And (laughs) it's kind of amazing when you think about you haven't written a post for Wandering Aimfully since this existed.
0: I understand that.
1: Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that has to do with the confluence of events of your I health. Mean,
0: everything has to do with
1: it. Yeah. But I think that's kind of crazy. So, to think about like, there's so much stuff that you've written already that could just be zhuzhed, uh a little bit and like, is better and is uh, more updated and kind of wraps in a theme or, or whatever. Because I even stumble across some of your posts and I'm in the back end, like looking through things in WordPress. And I'm like, this is a great
0: post. I know. We
1: got to do something with this. I know.
0: And same with like the newsletter. Like the, ra- the way that we originally had anticipated that was I would write the little intro
1: yeah like the behind the scenes of yeah. what's going on but
0: again we've been in survival mode yeah but, so these are all things just given that now, some
1: some updates of the stuff that we want to work on
0: yeah and I, I think the biggest thing also is really wanting to experiment with different creative ways of getting more people in the top of the kind of awareness sifter if you will yeah um so make 500 yep. is a thing
1: the, that's coming out here is a thing
0: that's coming out which is a free seven day email course on how to build a mini course. And the idea is to get somebody from literally an idea to making $500 with a flash sale by the end of that week. Um, And we're beta testing it right now. We
1: have some beta testers going through it and I've already gotten some good feedback on the quality of the content itself and people like the way that it's laid out. So I'm going to follow up with them tomorrow morning because most of them should be starting their little mini course sale in a couple days Yeah. Uh, and to really track that along because we tried to set some specific parameters for that one to go you have to have at least 200 email subscribers. Right. You have to have an idea already for right. an online course and you have to be willing for the next seven days to spend at least one hour. Right. And it's not going to always be one hour per day like on the first day it's 15 minutes right. maybe. Um, and And I'm really curious to see how this goes because Our hypothesis is that we want to test is if someone follows this formula, this process we've created that we have learned and honed and figured out ourselves, if they can do that, then that's like such a great lead into the membership. Because if we go, you just spent seven days, maybe a total of seven hours-ish, you made $500. Granted, that's not like a ton of money per hour worked, but you made money out of thin air with Mm -hmm. just an idea that's what we want to help you continue to do with your business and figure out how you make that sustainable and how you make that fun and interesting for you. Do you want to join monitoring Influence?
0: fleet? And our hypothesis is that everyone knows that first sale that you have of a digital product, especially when you've been on a freelance like time for money exchange type of a thing. When you make that first kind of passive income dollar, right. even though we all know it's not passive. It's incredibly empowering. Yeah. And so that's what we want to use as our magnet to attract people to the membership we also want to make sure that we're keeping the membership quality high in terms of people who are willing to put in work. Yeah. Um, so that's one idea that we had that obviously took us longer to execute, probably two months to put it together. Yeah, which is crazy
1: we, when you think about a seven-day email course. But for those of you who... Either are in it, or you're gonna go through it and see it. I, I think you'll be able to tell. Like you did all these custom graphics for it, the way that we wrote everything out, the little action steps and templates that we did. Like, well, yeah, it's,
0: and the fact and the sales page for it, and the fact that we did all of that with you know quite a, a handicap in terms of my health. I'm very proud of. But I think our idea going forward is like maybe coming up with these more create that that sort of like we needed a bedrock.
1: Well, we thing. we so we with wandering aimfully have not had. A lead-in to become a wandering Eighthley member.
0: Except for our content.
1: Except for our content. They basically said, do this thing that we believe in that we can teach you more of. And if this works for you, this membership is a great fit. Right. So it's very much like sifting through the people who come to the site and go, Oh, I could be interested, as opposed to I have this goal. Mm-hmm. Oh, you just helped me reach that first step toward this goal. Great, I'm gonna become a member. Like it becomes a no-brainer. And so a Make 500 can kind of be the business side of that. And then I think what you were kind of getting to was we also want, just want to do other fun things. Yes. So we
0: And even like weird stuff. Like you and I have talked about this forever. But in, in a weird way, this whole anxiety thing has taught me, it's going to sound really dramatic and I'm just going to say it, life is too short. And well, you just never know when something's going to take you out. And it's like, why do we play it so safe all the time? Yeah.
1: And, and I think the thing for us is we look back on... I mean, especially for my side of things, the things that have done the best are the things that have been the weirdest. Mm -hmm. And the things that people have talked about the most or that, you know, have brought people to us and have gotten them really interested is, you know, they are the weird ideas. Mm -hmm. They are the the unique and different things. And so just to really give ourselves that challenge of maybe once a quarter or, you know, whatever that looks like that's reasonable for us to just do some fun and different. So, So what do you want to do? What's our first one? Is it? Piggy, Winnie, Biggies?
0: (laughs) I don't know yet. We have to do a No Bad Ideas brainstorm. My mind was just a website where we have a dance-off. And okay. people can vote on who has the best dancer. Oh,
1: interesting. Uh,
0: but just because you
1: want to rub it in my face that I have a genetic weakness for dancing? Yes. Yeah.
0: That was just what came to mind. But we'll, maybe we'll record a separate episode. Maybe that'll be do on a video.
1: unedited meeting.
0: Because we do yeah. know that ideas brainstorm, which comes up with some really weird stuff.
1: Yeah. And we haven't done an unedited meeting in a while. And the last one we did was more about membership things. So it'd be fun to do one that was a little more free-flowing, a little mm-hmm. more fun. And if it could give us a couple different ideas, I think it'd be, mm-hmm. you know, fun for people to see how that happens. So. And for
0: those of you who are new to the show or haven't heard of our new No Bad Ideas brainstorming, the idea is just that you set a timer, you come up with really weird stuff. You don't it's it's a very yes and game. You yeah. don't think about if it could work, you don't think about how it fits into your overall mission, you don't think about anything, you just use it to generate the weirdest, craziest, creative, out-of-the-box things that you can come up with so that you have a bunch of stuff to pull from. And at the end of that, you can go, oh, I can actually turn this into something that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Uh, Oh, also, little thing I wanted to mention that we're going to get into that could be very interesting is... We have felt very hamstrung with the Wandering Aimfully website. website. So it's very, we, we could do a whole episode about the mistakes that we made and the things we would do differently and all this stuff. And the things I think we're really happy with. But um, it's built on WordPress. You know Squarespace extremely well. I don't know anything extremely well. I just know, you know I have an eye for design and I have good creative direction and I can do some things. But um, it's just not my fort. You know, I'm not going to make websites for a living anymore. Your forte. My forte. My will forte. And what we're going to start playing around with is a WordPress website builder or page builder called Beaver Builder. It's like the worst name ever. I really hate the name of it. I don't know why. I know why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm
0: so glad I just let that yeah. sit.
1: Um, I'm really excited to see if you can make what you make in Squarespace through this WordPress drag and drop builder. Because if you can, I think it's going to open up a lot of doors for us to be able to create and not feel like we always have to go to Squarespace and like have we have like 19 Squarespace sites at this point, and we're paying for a lot of them, and it's Did just you say that. No, but I mean, we pay on average of like $300 a month for Squarespace sites.
0: Yeah, but it's worth it for the ease. We pay a but dollars to ha- develop a WordPress site.
1: But that's what I'm saying. If we could use this drag and drop plugin, I really hate even saying its name. I don't know why. Let's <laughs> uh, rename
0: it, it? Um,
1: Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> Piggy BV Buildery.
0: BV? I hate you right now. Don't ever say BV.
1: What's worse? Hold on. What's worse? <laughs> hey, you should check out this WordPress plugin Beaver Builder or, hey, you should check out this WordPress plugin Beaver Builder. <laughs> BV <Beavey> Buildy. <laughs>
0: Guys, I might divorce him for
1: BB. BB building. like
0: the fact you even introduced that word into my head. <laughs> I'm
1: so mad. Uh, but I just, I, I actually am very excited to see if you can replicate what you can do in Squarespace with this builder. Because it will oh, open up. I
0: you're excited
1: to see that. It'll open up a lot of doors for us for what we can create and we'll a lot of fun source. things. Okay, this is getting weird. Uh, also, I figured out how to actually get files to update to our server, which is fun. That's exciting. That's Ew, a big no cares. Yeah, that's a <laughs> cool. That <too. laughs> Why I say that? <laughs> Yeah, you are feeling better. (laughs) This is how we know Caroline's feeling a lot better. Uh, Any other things that we wanted to uh, bring up of stuff we want to do for Wandering Gameplay? Maybe get back on the quarterly live calls. We haven't done one of those this year. Yeah, I think
0: it's also important to just note, we we did have a meeting about this before, but uh, you and I, we regularly have these conversations about are we doing what we really want to be doing and are we you know, we regularly check back in with ourselves. This is the aimfully piece of the wondering aimfully puzzle where you're like, okay, we're working so hard, but is it, are we working towards something that we really want? And I know sometimes you get antsy and you're like, oh, let's just try something different or whatever. But I really do believe that we, this slow and steady approach, especially now that I'm feeling better, um, that we just, if we can give it
1: you yeah, know. totally. And and Some it has time. it has proven to be working. So we it went from working. zero dollars a year ago, a little bit more than a year ago at this time, to now making ten thousand dollars a month with wandering aimfully. And we're very public and transparent about numbers. I have to work on the next update for our journey to three thirty because we're still on that path. But it has slow and steadily climbed. Yes. And and we just need to understand that it's been a really rough year, essentially. And we roughest. haven't been able to do, I mean, 50% of what we wanted to do just because you haven't been able to do much at all.
0: 100%. 100% we haven't been able 200%. to do 200%. But, and I think you had a call with our financial advisors the other day, and I think it reminded you of where we were when we first started working with them.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and the fact that we're making $10,000 a month right now with a business that we created out of thin air is something to jump up and down about, to be so grateful for, to be so excited about especially compared to where we were a couple of years ago. But sometimes you lose sight of that, right? Because it happens so slowly and so incrementally. But I just want to put that out there for anyone who is in that position to remind yourself of where you were three years ago and go...
1: Holy cow! Yeah, yeah, and and just very quickly as we want to wrap up this episode because I know we're getting toward an hour here, uh, is that and we're not going to care about time now anymore. We're just going to talk and just stay on the take. On the heels of
0: Lucas Well,
1: I just you know looking at it um, is that when I was talking to our financial advisors was thinking back to when we started with them in two thousand fourteen. We were making six to $7,000 a month, and it was like scramble zone to make that much money. Like Like, we
0: had to start from zero every other month.
1: It was just like constantly having to, like just always building new things and creating new stuff and doing that. And we had $120,000 in debt on top of that. So we didn't even feel like we were making any money that we could save. We were making more money than we needed to spend every month just in living expenses, which was great. But we weren't paying down our debt at all or feeling like we were getting anywhere. And now, you know, we're making, so $10,000 a month from wandering aimfully, and then we have Tea Tree, and we have a couple other things, and we have some random other money that pops in here and there from like a book deal or other stuff that pops up, and we don't have that debt. And it is a very different place to be, and to take a moment and go, yeah, I am very grateful for the fact that we've built systems and processes, and even in this past six months, it has been a lot of work for me to keep everything afloat.
0: Which you've done an amazing job at, by the way. Thank you.
1: But... It's not even that I say that to go, I had to work so hard to keep afloat, as much as I say, I'm so glad that we did get this going, because I felt like it could keep going without me having to 24 hours a day be attached to it, mm-hmm. or have to like keep reinventing the wheel, as much as it was just, yeah, I just had to show up and like help people and do the things that I like doing, and it was a little bit more stressful than I'd like it to be, but it's a lot smoother than it could have been, especially if this would have happened maybe a year ago.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed this little, uh, update here. Oh, I do want to finish, uh, we're going to do, we Googled that for you. I want to continue to do, we Google that for you. But not this time. Not this episode. But I do want to talk about two things we've really enjoyed lately outside of like work stuff. Oh, okay. Can you guess what they are?
0: Oh, you have them already in your Yeah, team? in
1: my mind. I have two things that we've enjoyed. I know one recently. of them. Okay.
0: And the other one that we've enjoyed. Yeah. I know one of them.
1: Okay. Let's go with the first one. Let's see. If the chef Show. Yeah. So on Netflix, John Favreau and Roy Choi uh, started recording them cooking in a kitchen together and in the first episode you hear them say Roy goes, "John, where is this going to air?" and John goes, "No idea. We're just going to film it and we're going to do it and we're just going to see where it ends up and we'll yeah. shop it around." And I was so Happy to hear that because someone, John Favreau, is a director of so many great movies now yeah. and so many things, and everyone knows who he is and he's done so well. Chef is my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. And so for them to have this show and then to find out that it was just like a, just a
0: passion project, we're like going
1: like to wander aimfully through this. Like, 100%. I, my soul, like, I could feel it get super warm and fuzzy. And Aww, I was like, fine, oh, my babe. robot, my robot body. Like, I can, I can feel my soul inside. <laughs> and, and it was just, I love the show. We've, we've almost watched every episode now. They're really short. I mean, you could definitely watch them all in one night because they're not that long. But And
0: for all of our creative listeners out there, they have my favorite part oh, of the show, yeah. which is...
1: They be- break down the food.
0: Yes. Like, it, they have these, like, little stop-motion graphics in between um, scenes that break down the food. And it's yeah. just so creative and wonderful.
1: So, Chef Show on Netflix, 1,000% recommend. There is a lot of meat. So, if you are afraid of watching meat stuff, you should be prepared for that.
0: What's the second thing? Is it a show? Uh, Sure. What do you mean, sure?
1: Tell yeah. me. yeah. The good place.
0: Oh, so been, I didn't know if you were on, on yeah, because
1: last night I told you, I was like, let's watch another one, let's watch another one, it's really good. Yeah. it's. I so you told me about it when it first came out. You're like, I think you should watch a show when I, it
0: very first came out. Yeah. I was so desperate but to watch something.
1: I just don't love shows, like, no, especially like that. network TV shows. I'm never really a know, big fan but of them.
0: I remember when it came out, and I was like, this is so wild and different yeah. than anything else on yeah. TV. And also, it doesn't hurt that like Kristen Bell and, and uh, Ted Danson are so amazing yeah, or whatever.
1: But yeah, so it is really good. We're four episodes in, and I'm hooked. Well, I'm, and I'm excited. Yeah, you're I'm seen the whole first season. Yeah, but. I'm four episodes in. I'm hooked. I did listen to Dax talk to Mike Schur, who's the mm-hmm. creator of it, and you know, now knowing what he talked about in that episode, it's really fun to know. So there are going to be four th- seasons, or just three?
0: No, I think it's four.
1: It's going to be four. Yeah. So the third season just happened. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So we're going to get caught up on the first 95? season.
0: Anyway, they're, they're almost They're done. capping it yeah. now.
1: Um, but I am, it's really good. If anybody's been on the fence so or looking creative. for a fun, super creative show, it's really good. It's
0: so creative. There are also, fun fact, we are, well, I am originally from Jacksonville. I'm one of the characters. Oh, yeah. Jacksonville is the butt of a joke. Oh, it's so good. That it just continues to run. And it only gets better. And it, it's just... It's Being wonderful. from there and hearing this like very specific humor oh, that is around this joke, it's funny.
1: It's so good. That really, I really do. At some point, like if the next Game of Thrones that comes around, uh-huh. I'd love to do a show around, like a podcast around it.
0: Oh, just because we like to pontificate about, yeah, shows. yeah.
1: Just a bit... Like, I've really gotten into there listening. aren't
0: enough opinions about media out there, you
1: know? Yeah, I don't care about that. I just... I've really been enjoying Bill Simmons' podcast lately with the end of the NBA season. And so it's like every night after a playoff game or the finals games or even after the draft, he immediately records. Go, yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is really interesting. He has all this inside knowledge, which is... It, that's not even the most of it. It's just he has all these unique ideas and takes and things and, and kind of suggestions yeah. and this stuff. This is why so. I
0: like... Like, you don't get The Bachelor and Bachelorette, but I... Have like a couple of people that I watch on YouTube who comment on yeah. The Bachelor, Bachelorette, and it's just more fun because you just—it's like whatever that thing is that brings you joy, you get to like, m- you know, squeeze more juice out of it. Yeah,
1: maybe we'll do a good. place Maybe we should just do a good place. Mm, it's podcast. Too far. We need
0: to find something new. We
1: got to be on the newness. That new new. The piggly busy or, piggies
0: or remember how we said we wanted to watch rewatch Lost from the very beginning? I think
1: it's too far gone. I thought about that. Okay. It's like too far. No one, no one's watching it anymore. Just
0: Guys, guess. do you have something that you would like to hear <laughs> talk about endlessly for hours on end? Cool. Send, send some yeah. suggestions. I
1: will say the production of just recording this is way easier for my brain. All I have to do is look at this little audio thing and make sure it's still I mean, going. I don't have to look at camera and the task camera I recorder. Also like that. I'm and much this more comfortable and, then that and look and see what you're doing on camera and then the lighting changes and I freak out get then it. yeah. Yeah. So. Great. All right everybody. Well, uh, we will be back hopefully here on a weekly schedule. We'll be doing some topic stuff, some life stuff, Send some us other things. Some
0: ideas about topics. Oh, really?
1: I'm not short on ideas. I have plenty of ideas. Wait, you
0: just said before. Before you...
1: this one, though, I didn't have any ideas.
0: <laughs> oh, but now because we sat down, you have so many ideas. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, have, I don't I, need their I ideas. I have more ideas than you do.
1: Not as many as I, I have the most could ideas. ever have. Do you want to go get coffee? Is it too late?
0: I do. I'm going to eat a peach first.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I've like already should... been making plans in my mind.
1: <laughs> That's good for you.
0: That makes you feeling better. I know. Because you
1: can't make plans But I also was sick. thinking,
0: let's go get coffee. But then in my head, I said, let me eat a peach first. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Are we going to the gym?
1: Nah. Cool. I already worked out this morning by washing our car.
0: I worked out by watching Survivor.
1: Okay. (laughs) Bye. Bye.